Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Hey, here's some news that was uh, kind of shocking. The fact that two out of three polling places in the Chicago area are not accessible for people with disabilities. That's a report that was first published through BEZ, and then the Chicago Sun-Times actually posted it and did a story about it as well. So we thought we would go to Max Bever. Max, you know, if anybody knows these things, it is Max, and we appreciate you jumping on with us, Max. So what is the, what's the scoop on this? Is, is it inaccessible for people with challenges and disabilities, and is it two out of three? Well, thank you for having me on. So, well, uh, this is a complicated issue when it comes to accessibility at polling places. Uh, the big picture for the issue is, is that we've got a lot of old buildings in Chicago that serve as traditional polling places throughout our city. So that's a lot of our schools through CPS. That's a lot of park district space as well as libraries, and including traditional polling places at churches and other private businesses, too. Uh, the Chicago Board of Elections has been working with the Department of Justice, as well as our partners over at Equip for Equality, at working to update uh, as many sites as possible to uh, full ADA compliance. Uh, that means that it's fully accessible for all voters with disabilities. However, a lot of that work got uh, sidelined during uh, the pandemic. Uh, and it is a lot of work um, for government agencies and for those buildings to get the budget funding uh, to make the changes that are needed if there needs to be a ramp or if doors need to be widened or other changes uh, to buildings. So in the meantime, we've worked with our partners to create uh, a new classification system uh, with three tiers for accessibility. Previously, in 2022, for the last few elections, um, what was only getting reported out was whether or not a location was accessible or not accessible, and meaning that whether it was fully ADA compliant or it was not. And that left the list looking like more than 90% of polling places were not accessible for voters with disabilities. What this new tier accessibility system does attempt to do is share as much information known about the site as possible for voters to uh, look at and to make their decisions whether they want to go to their precinct polling place on Election Day or perhaps take another option like early voting or voting by mail or knowing if they want to make a curbside voting request. Max, I just want to let everybody know who they're listening to. This is Max Bever, by the way. You've probably heard him on the show before. He's a spokesperson for the Chicago Board of Elections, and so we're talking about many of these polling places not being fully accessible for people with disabilities. The the ADA Act has been... You know, it's over 30 years old. How are most of these buildings not compliant? That is a very good question. You know, the the ADA Act has been around for quite a while, but there are quite a few buildings, uh, especially our schools, that were built in the 1920s, 1930s, much much before that haven't gotten a lot of uh, these updates. And as it is, the Chicago Board of Elections, you know, we don't own any property. Unfortunately, we can't... uh, 
you know, make these upgrades ourselves. Uh, we don't have budget. We don't have grants. We don't have other things uh, that can that can help move this along. Um, but we do uh, have our partners that we try to work with to urge these sites and other ones to to make these updates. And we uh, do have a new agreement with the Department of Justice that's extended to November 2024. So hopefully we will have many, many more sites by then. Uh, that are up to full ADA compliance. And in the meantime, we do have the new accessibility tiers between high, uh, which is fully ADA compliant, medium, where there might be uh, an obstacle for a specific voter with disabilities, and low to no, which means that um, there is a step uh, as part of the process of getting to that polling place or another obstacle um, that would uh, make that place inaccessible to voters with disabilities. But and Max, we, we is do, that is that three tier program, which I would imagine is online, is that accessible for people who might be visually impaired? There is, uh, but we do also recommend if anybody has any questions. Sometimes it's easier just to give us a call over at three one two two six nine seven nine zero zero to discuss uh, your local polling place. Uh, our staff here can look up as much information on our survey information for that site to let the voter know. Um, but it, this is, again, related to precinct polling places on Election Day. Uh, there are continued ways for voters uh, to continue to vote uh, up to and on Election Day at our early voting sites, um, as well as uh, voting by mail. And all 52 of our early voting sites are ADA accessible. So uh, this is recommended from the board that if your site is low to no, if there are steps at your local polling place, we recommend using uh, one of the early voting sites because they're also going to be open on election day from regular hours, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Okay. So uh, if you do have a site that presents any issues for you, uh, those sites will be open on Election Day from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., and they all are fully ADA accessible. Because, you know, there are people with lifelong challenges, and then there are people who had surgery last week and found themselves in a wheelchair and, you know, are like, okay, I wasn't aware I was going to be in this situation. I usually go to vote here, and they're really not aware because many people don't pay attention to what buildings are ADA compliant unless it pertains to them. So... Uh, once again, you're suggesting people just reach out and they can call you at what number? At 312-269-7900. They can email us at cboe at chicagoelections.gov. But they can also go to chicagoelections.gov. Go all Our polling place uh, on our website uh, does have all of those assigned accessibility tiers. Uh, they can also go to our accessibility page at chicagoelections.gov uh, to learn more and to see the status of all the polling places in Chicago. Max, how are we doing when it comes to the early voting? you have some numbers for us? Do. Uh, early voting and vote-by-mail turnouts for this election have been much higher than previous municipal elections. We're almost over, we're just over double where we are at at this point out from the election in both 2019 and 2015. Uh, as of last night, we've already received over 158,000 early votes uh, and vote-by-mail ballots back. And uh, who's winning? No, I'm sorry, I couldn't help but <laughs> ask that question. But, but you did put out, a, I think it was earlier today, a statement just sort of clarifying, because we've run into this where municipalities or states won't count mail-in or early balloting until days after or something like that. But the people who are voting early now will have their ballots counted on Election Day, right? 
That's right. So if you are an early voter, if you're a vote by mail voter, and you get, uh, and if you do that before Monday, uh, I'm sorry, uh, by Monday, the 27th, uh, your vote is going to be included in the vote totals on election night. So if you are a vote by mail voter and that uh, ballot is still on your kitchen counter, we do recommend get that back as soon as possible. You can use one of our secure Dropbox sites that are available at all of our early voting sites. Get that into us because once we get it back, we can ensure that that's going to be processed, that's going to be counted, and that that results are going to be included on election night. What we are looking for, uh, though, is, is that if this is a very close election between some of the mayoral candidates, we do have tens of thousands of vote-by-mail ballots that come back on election day. They're the ones, uh, people submitting it to our secure drop boxes, what's coming back in the mail. And we do get tens of thousands that arrive to our office in the immediate days after uh, election night. And uh, that can be, you know, a good amount. We had uh, over 70,000 ballots uh, related to that for the November 2022 election. So, uh, you know, when it comes down to election night, we'll have to see how close it is and whether campaigns feel comfortable um, conceding or uh, wanting to see uh, how many vote-by-mail ballots are back and um, might take into that weekend uh, to, to count what comes back on election nights and the days after. Thank you for sharing that information, Max. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Max Bever, spokesperson for the Chicago Board of Elections. Coming up next, we'll talk to the president of the Illinois Division of Ukrainian Congress Committee of America. That's after Steve's News next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.